Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast powered by CTR Media Network. And let me tell you today, for those of you who need some praise and some biblical if in your life, we got the woman in the building that not only do the thing, but she named her name, honey, is Israel Praise. And she over here in South Carolina. Let me, listen, I don't have no time to do all these little fabulous intros because it's, we got to go ahead and get to the nitty gritty. Because Israel Praise, your name. It's powerful. So what made you or your mother or whomever come up with this powerful name? So the name actually, um, I used to do spoken word, biblical spoken word. And my name was Praise. So we started television and radio. And then I lost my voice. And somebody had to take over. And I lost my voice for an extended period of time. And so there was no use in using praise anymore. So I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Biblically, I stand with Israel. So I want to be the praise of Israel. Because they're God's chosen people. And because we are his chosen. I was like, you know what? That has a nice ring to it. So Israel's praise was what I came up with. I love it. I love it for the fact that it has so much meaning and, you know, you can learn a lot from a person by their name and what they represent. So the fact that you said that and when you wrote it out, I was like, wait, hold up. I like this. And so you mentioned that you're a part of radio. So did you decide to go back? Or are you still doing it? And what do you speak about when you're on radio? So my radio broadcast is called Afro Fuse Box. And what I wanted to do is... Um, a lot of times we as a people don't understand the wealth that comes from Africa. And I got tired of all of the negative news. And so what I decided to do is I wanted to introduce a platform that would introduce African music, but also show how every genre of music we listen to today has a part of African music and educate people. But I also wanted a platform for all things positive when it came to not just black people, but people as a whole. And so I developed a show called Afro Fuse Box, um, along with my cousin and a DJ, and we were just introducing Afrobeats to the world. And the show ran for about four or five years, and uh, the pandemic happened, and then I relocated. And so I'm trying to readjust and not only just bring it back, but one of the things we also do is um, it's called Mathali Moment, which is proverb in Swahili. So at the end of every show, we do um, either an affirmation or a proverb or a saying to inspire people till the next show. And so that's how Afrofuse Box was birthed. I love how you are empowering us as a people, but also informing and bringing awareness to ones who may not be melanated and they can learn about our culture. We can learn about our culture because there's still a lot of things that we don't know being Americans about the motherland, about culture, about really our DNA. Um, being in the United States, we have been detached, been detached for a very long time from what is true. And then media can have a bit play in our perception of what Africa really is. Because after, that's why I love homeschooling my children. Because when we did a detailed study of Africa, we realized that Africa is a beautiful, beautiful country of multiple countries. And literally, the United States, Africa swallowed the United States more than one time over. And to see the brushing valleys and the animals and the economy 
that's there. So the fact that you're bringing this type of knowledge and information to our people and to the world to shed light on the beauty, the legacy, the really the riches of Africa. And so on your radio show, what are some specific things that you want people to know that you want people to know? So one of the things that was important to me is I'm from the very first independent republic in Africa, which is Liberia. Um, And my grandfather and grandmother had the awesome opportunity to be ambassadors. And so they traveled the world representing Liberia as a nation. And because of that, my mother became acclimated to tourism and so history and tourism of the world was something she was big on and so I was engrafted into all of that but many don't know that the first 12 black presidents were actually the first 12 presidents of Liberia they were freed slaves so they left America they went to Liberia and they found did a political party and were the first presidents. And so when they say there are no black presidents or no presidents of melanated skin, it's untrue. Um, Africa is where we get gold, diamonds, shea butter, you know, things like our argan oils and things like that. Those things come from Africa. Roses, chocolate. Chocolate is actually made from the shea nut. And people don't understand that. But the wealth of what we have, what they did was they decided to come, take our resources and tell us, oh, this is bad, it's not refined, and then sell it back to us. And so what I try to to educate about is that Africa is the richest continent, but we don't have to downplay it. We, We don't have to dilute it for anybody else's experience. Africa is filled with many ethnicities. So our North Africans are Caucasian, but people don't know that. And so these are things that that people need to know. And then music, jazz, R&B, all of those things have roots in African music, the drums. We have something called the talking drum, which is storytelling, which is what African-Americans did so that their history would be passed down. These are things that, that crossed over and became culturally sound, but people don't know that. But all we want to talk about is the negativity of everything else that has happened, and it's not even worth it. So why not be positive? You know, be the change you want to be. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Child, you moved me so much. You moved the car right out of my hand. (laughs) Okay. And so hearing the way that you so eloquently describe our, really, our history. And so um, do you provide any teachings within the community like for have you ever considered going into like home schools and sharing some of our African heritage because the way that you just explained it it will be so empowering and if you do what type of uh landscape or do you just mostly use radio because definitely I want our listeners to be able to go and I'm gonna go so we can listen and learn about our culture and empower the next generation because if you don't know where you came from you can't truly go forward you're gonna always feel lost so I don't particularly go out and speak about it unless I'm asked to uh-huh. 
and then I will educate about it. I have emceed several events where we have talked about it. So like Africa Day or things like that where we talk about it. But I have a couple of friends, one in particular who actually introduced me to broadcasting and radio. Um, his name is Jay Cameron. And what he did during the pandemic was he decided, you know what, flights are cheap, blah, 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 let me go and visit. Mm-hmm. And he found that everything he had been taught was a lie. Mm-hmm. So what he does now is I think he's probably up to maybe 20 or 30 countries in Africa that he's traveled to. So what he does is he takes plane loads of people to Africa to experience their culture and their heritage. Um, and it's something that I am so very proud of because here's somebody who decided to debunk the fairy tales that were told him and find out for himself, but not just find out, but pay it forward. And so I will, I will forward that information to you, but that's how they can get engrafted because he has books as well that talk about the culture of every country he's been to educating and then he actually has a physical store where he brings back artifacts and things from the countries that people are able to purchase as well okay now since you said that store now you got to you have to tell us where it's located and and can we go to some www you know to go get it you just can't drop that gym and don't tell us where we got to go i will forward it to you as soon as i go and look at my phone because i don't know it verbatim but i would definitely forward it to you so you can share with your listeners okay you guys so um we will have that information for you and at some point within the interview we'll have it floating across the screen in the description of the video somewhere where you can click and buy honey because you know y'all lazy y'all don't want to copy and paste and buy y'all want to click and buy we're going to make it real easy for you to uh learn your culture now with you in regards you said you used to do poetry mm-hmm. and i can tell uh and you said that you were on radio so what made you decide to use radio as a medium to share your mission and your purpose Because it's global and it was on the internet. Everybody's on the internet. And so, you know, it's often said that the internet is the world's largest bathroom wall. So I decided I should leave my inscription on the bathroom wall, but in a more positive way. And so radio was something that I kind of stumbled across. I grew up with radio, with my mother doing radio and television. I hated it and told her I would never do it. Let me give my disclaimer. Yes, I hated it. Every Saturday was at a television station and the radio station, and I hated it. And now I'm doing it. <laughs> Go figure. Listen to your parents. They know better. Um, <laughs> but it was just a, it was an opportunity to share. And so it's, it's something that everybody has access to. It's not a conventional radio station. It's on the Internet. And so there's, a, there's capacity that could be reached without just being um, settled on just one region. Okay. So with so many of us, especially the millennials and Generation X, which is a whole different type of young people growing, they are more empowered than what we were back in the day with uh, self-expression. I noticed that they're more open with self-expression. They're more into the experiences of life. So what would you say to an individual that want to learn more about culture in general and they just feel overwhelmed on where to start? So do you have any episode we, we can direct them to or 
any place where we can go to kind of get a uh, overview, an overview. Uh, overview of what to, to get in touch with oneself, <laughs> especially when you're melanated. <laughs> One of the things I hated in high school was people would come and say, oh, they went to Ancestry.com and they told them that they, because of their forehead shape and all this other <laughs> stuff. And, and that's how they knew what part of Africa they came from. Being African, that is the greatest insult. Some of those things may be factual, but the number one thing is Africa is not a nation. It is a continent made up of many nations, diverse nations. There's North Africa, there's Central, there's East, West, and South Africa. Start there. <laughs> Recognizing that it's not a country, it is a continent. And just because I'm from Africa doesn't mean I know somebody who's from Sudan. I'm from Liberia. Sudan is, yeah, not very close at all. But the other thing would be is, is find people who are from the country that you're interested in learning about. That is your best resource. Better to hear from the horse's mouth than to hear what somebody has put in a book because nine times out of ten, it's probably fictional. Um, and the greatest insult to an African is to assume. We are very protective of our culture. Um, we're very proud of our culture, and that's something you will find amongst all of us. It's something we don't take lightly, and what we hate the most is for people to make assumptions or to begin to speak as if they are experts on a subject matter or on the culture when they haven't experienced it. No, we're not all running around with tails, and we don't jump from trees. <laughs> That's the other debunked mm -hmm. factor. There are many places in Africa that are so wealthy. Um, I grew up from a very well-off family. Yes, there are villages. Don't get me wrong. But again, we don't run around and are not able to talk or like, or like monkeys or not. Um, Again, we're a very proud people of our culture and we respect culture in the sense that if our culture is to sit and communally eat with our hands, it's not something that's off-putting because it's about community. Africans are very community-minded. And so if something happens to one, it happens to all. And so we surround one another and that's something that it's... I feel like it's been stolen from African-Americans because they've been taught to be very separate. And I wish that's something that would come back because in the 60s, there was a lot of community. Black Wall Street. And because it was so successful, that is why it was destroyed. And my, my prayer is that we will get back to those things. We will get back to family where fathers were involved and not just a figment of imaginations or not there or not present. That family will come back together and that people will understand that we have such a rich culture as a people and build on that. Okay, and so this is a little deeper question because one thing that I have noticed, I have a group, uh, co-founder group of um, Melanated Homeschoolers, and we have around about 13,000 homeschooling families worldwide. And like you said, it's um, 
we're pretty much a melting pot. We're a melting pot of so many different people of melanated or how would I say people of color. And we just don't speak about homeschooling, but a whole lot of other things, life, mental health, whatever it is that we're going through because of that community, what you speak so eloquently about. The one thing that I feel that is not just speaking of the homeschooling, but speaking of a person that is african-american that's been raised in the united states and a person that is melanated but from africa like you you're from liberia i noticed there's a disconnect between african-americans in america and ones who are that you know your lineage okay and the one downfall of for me i can't speak for every african-american Within the United States, for, but for me, is the disconnect of knowing who you are and where your lineage is true to come from. Yes, I did the, the ancestry and all that other stuff like that, you know, yes, because, you know, you have a sense of wanting to be connected, being connected. OK, and we're learning more things about our family tree every day. But what can you say that we can do to connect the African-Americans that are here within the United States who we have no history has been erased from us on purpose. And for the ones such as yourself who knows your history and your lineage and have the pride and the knowledge, how can we come on terms where we celebrate each other, we build a narrative, connect in such a way that will not take away from you, will not take away from us, but we can start building that community that we saw on wall street back in the day because i feel that is what we're missing it's a disconnect with african americans in the united states with the ones who are truly that you know your lineage that's power and so do you have any suggestions on what you think we need to do one of the biggest things is is being accommodating number one not assuming people are well-versed I can't get mad at you because you've not been taught my heritage. It's up to me to help you learn that. So fostering relationships, building networks and things like that would be the best way. Finding people who are open to sharing and not feeling like, oh, they don't like me because I'm from Africa or they don't like me because I'm African-American. And then the issue of slavery, really embracing it and understand that you guys been taught that this was something that you deserved and this was something that was purported on you. Um, and so that's why the return in Ghana was so prevalent because there was an apology made. Because slavery happened because we sold our own. Let's, let's be honest. So when we can come to terms with that and say, listen, I don't know if your family suffered that because of something maybe people from my country did, but let me apologize. And then you start the healing process. And then when healing happens, then you can actually foster education. That's powerful in the fact that I know in the United States, uh, a political sort of speak apology but not really apology has been made but the fact that you said it was apology being made and I didn't know that uh, in Africa and I feel that once we get across those barriers as a people um, whether you're people of color or not whether you, whether you you have to be a person of color in this particular scenario 
um, and then that's healing can start. And so I appreciate the fact that you're bringing culture, you're bringing positivity, you're bringing knowledge, and you're bringing other people alongside you that's experts, like your friend who has uh, gone to all these different countries and, and just debuffing the myths we have been taught that everyone is poor in africa we have been taught that it's everything is war you can't even walk the streets because it's so plagued with war okay but that's everywhere now so the fact that you're shedding light in such a positive way providing a platform and um empowering us to get in tune with our past to brighten our future thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me it was my pleasure thank you well again tell the people where they can find your platform and do you offer for anyone to be able to um, be able to be a part of your network or it's just something where they have to come listen and do you have advertisement opportunities you know all that good stuff because you know you can share over here okay <laughs> Well, um, I'm open to having people on the show who want to talk about positive things, anything positive that concerns our people or people of color. And it's just not people of color. It's anybody um, because we're all one race, the human race. And so um, that's one thing I'm very intentional about. But you can find me at StephaniePariso.com, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-P-A-R-A-I-S-O or AfroFuseBox.com. Um, Simply submit your request and we can go from there. Love it, love it, love it. You guys, make sure to tune in on all social media platforms. Make sure to listen in. I'm definitely going to hit that subscribe or follow, whatever it is. Once I get over there, I'm going to hit the button so I can get notified because I have been on a personal mission to connect with my culture to to answer those looming questions that's in my mind of why I do this, how do I do this, this particular way so that our family can be better well informed. And the journey has been very interesting and empowering. So I thank you for everything that you're sharing and thank you for being a featured guest on the Tina Ramsey Show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Make sure you follow and subscribe to them as well. Hit that notification button.